Yeah, so just go ahead and introduce yourselves and um, talk about your guys' uh, dog life journey. Uh, my name is David Bizeau and I'm Jennifer Bizeau. We're the Bizeau family. We uh, met in the military, in the Air Force, and fell in love and got married. And our our dog journey really together starts with horses. Uh, I came from a a farm family in California, and when I got stationed here in Oklahoma, where she was already from, we rode horses together. Uh, ended up breeding horses, draft draft crosses, and riding, and you know, winning and having all kinds of fun. But just the military caught up to us. The, the injuries caught up to us, and that affected our ability to keep doing the horse thing and we decided for our longevity we had to step away um we'd are always had dogs um they're just for me they've been something you know you just have to have you can't have a house without a dog you know it's man's best friend and it's not the same environment without something like that there that's just that's just how i think about it and that's how you know she's come to to love them the same way so that's what led us here yeah, we have a we have over thirty years in the equestrian industry, and you know you can't have a you can't have a horse without a dog, um, and that's that's how I grew up too. Was like we always had, you know, some a dog with our horses. And, right. And uh, how did you uh, fall upon the Valley Bulldog? Um, we after we were really into boxers. Uh, Danes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, my family, we bred Danes, mm-hmm. but we had a huge place. We had a lot, you know, just enough space for Danes. And after having horses, we, we had a Dane, but when he passed away, we were down to Danes. Uh, we got an English bulldog, Maggie, who we still have. Um, and through a friend of ours by accident, uh, my wife Jen went to pick up something for my friend and came back with this six month old boxer puppy and while she knew lots about like me about horses she didn't know much about dogs so she put the six month old boxer puppy out back with the bulldog and came to tell me how wonderful it was Mm -hmm. and I went well how old is he and she said six months but that's not old enough and by the time I was out back (laughs) she had proved it was old enough uh, you know, at first our natural reaction was, well, we don't want to, you know, but we, I looked and saw what it was and thought about it, you know, and came to the decision that it was probably one of the, you know, one of the few dogs that I would like more than an English because to us an English is just too many health problems, not enough af- athleticism, you know, not enough ability to handle the heat and stuff like that so for us it was just it was something we tried we took it very personal you know we know where all of our puppies are to us it's it's important thing to give someone a dog that's going to be a big part of their lives you know and so that they you know just to make sure that we're there to help them and make sure that that puppy you know is living a good life so right and then down the road we've you know progressed it is the difference i guess is what's put us ahead not not to say that there's not some really good there's a couple other really good valley breeders that we really trust and respect and we couldn't do without them you know we we do trading we do you know help each other however we can so but we like to we do generational valley bulldogs meaning 
we created our own bloodline with that female that I, we, we mentioned. Uh, we got another male and created uh, the first, our first second generation puppies. Essentially, you know, when you breed it initially, it's an F1. And you have to have two F1s to make an F2, two F2s to make an F3. We have the we made the first F3s that anybody knows about ever with Valley Bulldogs just this year. So, yeah. and we can't go further because there's no other lines of F3s. <laughs> right. And so, but we're about- working on it. We're working on it. And I mean, that's the thing is we 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 just went and got a boy uh, Sunday to help us start a new bloodline. So. Yeah, I saw that in an English Bulldog, huh? Yeah, he's... Yes, in English, because there's there's no other Valley Bloodlines that aren't mine that are registered. All of our dogs are registered. Mm -hmm. It's with the International Old English Bulldog Association and with the United Canine Association. And both those require at least three generations of pure AKC parents. Right. So it's more like an extension thing. And I and I know the other dogs are just as healthy. To us, it just means something to have all those, you know, have it be, have it have the pedigree, you know. We're, we're taking what was already really good and making something better, you know, and healthier. So. Mm-hmm. Could you explain kind of what uh, the Valley Bulldog is and where where it originated from and kind of the, the sure it, uh, it's called a valley bulldog because believe it or not it originated in the annapolis valley in nova scotia in canada mm-hmm. which by funny coincidence when we looked it up that's where my family came to north america generations generations ago that's how i get the bizarre name is the french name is they came down through canada first and ended up here yeah. uh but believe it or not they're like a livestock protection dog they, they weren't nearly what they are here in America as far as the bulliness. Uh, you know, like like most things, Americans have to make it bigger and heavier. But the, the original ones are, are they're, they're not as athletic as you'd think, but they're still, you know, something that can run and chase and keep up with animals. Mm-hmm. But they're still sweet and kind and playful, and they can get along with everything. You know, there, there's not – the thing about having English Bulldog as boxers, there's no real, well, I have to, you know – die protecting my family kind of vibe right. they're very protective but they're you know they're not going to act out of impulse like a guard dog or something like that would which which is something we like just with the way that people are about dogs you know right. nowadays definitely uh, once they once they uh, now valleys once they came here uh changed quite a bit because uh it's just they people wanted to make it into more hey you know you guys did cool this is a cool cross but we can make something even cooler you know we can selectively breed we can make sure we we choose better parents when we start and and just by that selective like hey this is what we're going for which is they're supposed to be per the registries right now it's supposed to be still supposed to be a stocky dog Mm -hmm. they're only supposed to be about 14 inches max at the shoulder but they're supposed to be real square they're supposed to have big shoulders, but their legs go straight down. And they can still be as big and thick. I mean, I have some boys that are have bigger legs than any English you can find. They just have to be square. They can have either back length. There's shorter ones, and there's a little bit longer ones. And then you want the back ends. At least we really prefer the back ends to be as big as the front ends. You know, it's a big, strong, square dog, and that's what the breeds go for. Mm-hmm. We actually took our boys uh, a couple years ago as a birthday present. Uh, Jen and Nancy took 
our boys on uh, to a show, and we ended up winning a championship. Wow. Now with the registries, there's there's never been another Valley champion. Mm-hmm. So he right now he's the first, uh, and uh, our other male is a blue ribbon winner and is about to win. There's just not many shows. Right. I mean, we're really trying to get out there and and just show show what this breed can be because to me it's 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 something special and if we can you know keep it going i think it'll be a a very popular breed in the future just because of you know the combination of things gives you something you like right and you can't be you can't be a low maintenance bulldog right i mean we we have i have dogs that are as big as other people's now, when, when I'm, I'm going to say percentages, and, and when I'm saying these percentages, it refers to how much bulldog versus how much boxer. Uh-huh. So, like, when you originally cross your boxer in your English, you get a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what uh, the Nova Scotia breeders would breed back. They would make those, and then they would breed those to each other. Well, you end up with two problems. Is First off, most of the time, that's not nearly as heavy as people want. It doesn't keep the bulldog appearance. It looks like a you know, a, a boxer with more character. And you see lots of valleys like that, and they're still great. You know, Some people want that super high level of athleticism, too. But, but to us, that's not, that's not really a valley bulldog. I mean, you can get that out of a big boxer, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so... Where was I going? I forgot. I got... You, such oh so the 50 50 right mm-hmm. so what america what what uh what we don't necessarily do it this way but i'll explain to you when you see a, a puppy that's a three-quarter what they do is they take a, usually a 50 50 female and they back breed it to an english bulldog and when they say back breeding it's to meet, make it heavier you're you're putting in more bulldog essentially is what you think about you know you're breeding back and that gives you a three-quarter and we have a three quarter as a as a stud dog, and they're very they're very nice dogs. There's a lot of a lot of the good breeders do three quarters. We're we're pretty much the only ones. Some are now working on generational, but most of the really good breeders are back breeding mm-hmm. and getting three quarters or even heavier. We have one from another breeder that is uh, almost ninety percent. But the problem with that is is you really are, you're really not getting the health benefits. Right. And using her simply to cross because it's a very good bloodline and you know, I can dilute a lot of that out. But it's uh you know, it, it's a it's a fine line. We we try to keep them about two thirds. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. Uh, that's the best way I can explain it. Somewhere in the middle is what we think is, is just about right. Because, yeah, the breathing problem is what I'm referring to most. Most yeah. of when I'm talking about the heavier ones is the snorting and the snoring. Yeah. Ours, especially ours from our bloodline. I mean, I have dogs that are just as big and heavy as ones of way higher percentage, but with no breathing problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that to us is important because once you've had a quiet bulldog, like you don't want to go back. You to don't want to go back to snorting bulldogs. <laughs> Even this English we got, we got him from a guy that breeds athletic English. Is kind of like what we do, yeah. you know. So the no breathing problems and all. That's the only reason I actually decided that I could even use an English. <laughs> but, go back to an English. He's perfect. So yeah. bulldogs but, are are crazy to play with. Yeah. Well, I think they want English Bulldog need to like seriously get down and play with them because yeah. ours is amazing. Now yeah. she, we selected really well when we got her because I was a picky horse guy, you know, and I looked at 10 litters of puppies. 
she delivered, and this is the big thing about Bowie's that I, I feel is important too. She delivered all, she's only had two litters. She delivered all those puppies on her own. No C-section, no nothing. Wow. She delivered those puppies, and that's as a full English. We did it backwards, if you think about it. Most people would prefer to breed a male English to a female boxer because she'll just pop those pups out, no problem. But I think that's where we get a lot of our inherent bulkiness, too, though, is that we did it that way. And we've kept that in our girls, whereas a lot of people have a hard time making bigger girls. You know, they're very dimorphic. But our English, she just... I get down, I crouch down like a catcher and like put my hands on the ground and she just wants to bite my hands. You know, that's yeah. the only game we play. She doesn't know how to play with any of the other dogs. Yeah. She's, a, she's a social, you know, yeah, she just sits out there and, yeah. and we love her. And, you know, she, she did all that. But going back to the breeding thing is all, all of ours, the males have to be healthy enough and physically capable enough to live cover. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't do it when they're too young. You know, there's a lot that goes that goes into it thought-wise. I'm not just throwing it together. But to me, if I'm giving you something better, that is something that's importantly better between an English and a Frenchie and all these dogs where you have to cut a mama open. Right. You know, and, and C-section her to get puppies out because their heads are so big. Yeah. You know, that that's just not something to us. And, and the male thing is, yeah, we could AI like everybody else, but I like having males that I know. I like having males that I, that I get to see every day, so I know what I'm giving someone. If I get something from somebody else, I'm, I'm just hearing all the great things that they want to say about it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to keep, you know, keep on top of making things neater and better, but to us, it's more important to, to know what we're giving someone. Right. And, and all of that is very important to me. And it just goes back to ensuring healthy puppies. If we have healthy parents that can reproduce unassisted, then that just goes on to ensuring that we get healthier puppies. Right. We, we find that with the right information about what you should feed your dog, mm-hmm. you know, how to, how to spot when they're having allergies, you know, like any bulldog, if they get stung by a bee, even if it's just like a mud dart or something, you know, some of those things can trigger them. But all you need is some Benadryl. I mean, you give them some Benadryl, pop three or four Benadryl in them, and it's back. I mean, it, it really is. Now, that's also a young dog thing, It's, it's so it seems. You know, the older dogs, they might get stung and, and their face kind of swells up a little bit. You know, that that's fine. It, it, we, we don't have any skin problems. We, we, you know... Use real mild soap when you wash a bulldog. You don't want to overwash a bulldog. Right. You know that's another thing is is they do have sensitive skin, but the, the the mix makes it makes it far better. Right, health wise, just across the board. It it, 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 it uh, it's not like a if it had just been a really small amount, it would have deferred deterred us from breeding anymore. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with the ones. We have very few that even snore. Let's put it that way. I mean, and, and that's what our customers are looking for. And so it, it, it's definitely the skin's better, the coat's better. You know, it's all better. And then good, good information. You know, don't feed your dog crap. And that doesn't mean go feed him the most expensive thing either. It means you know, don't give him any corn, don't give him any byproducts, don't give him any artificial stuff. Those are the things that are important to a dog. That they're just you know, they're to a bulldog to me just because they're sensitive i think it's simply because a lot of the bigger dogs their food was based off more of a meat diet 
than like household scrap diet. You know, it, the molossers that, that lead to all these big brachycephalic dogs and even English bulldogs, you know, were like Roman war dogs or so to speak. You know, it was a prized possession. It was something that you fed, you took care of so that he was ready to help you, you know. And that's why I think the corn and a lot of that stuff throws them off. I mean, corn just triggers us. It's like there's a mustard gas attack, you know. Right. It's, it's instantaneous. But if you go with something with lamb and rice, lamb because of glucosamine and it helps their joints. And then, you know, the lamb's also real good for their skin and coat. So to me, it's, it's kind of a no-win on a bulldog and just watch them you know if they have any if they're starting to have issues it could just be that it's a bad batch of food or there's something in there you know don't continue to feed your dog if he's having a reaction just get him something different completely different mm -hmm. and, and see if that fixes it you know sometimes and every once in a while it happens with us but like i said it's more of a trigger like to me that there's something bad in the food more than you know the food itself the type of food, let's say, is what they don't like. Mm -hmm. yeah. We stay away from the, the, the people food, too. You know, with valleys, just because we just talked about food, I'll just hit on this because this is important, too, is overweight. Being overweight is a huge problem with valleys because boxers metabolize fat real well to begin with. You know, like you, you don't really see a fat boxer because a lot of them, it just goes straight to their liver. Right. That's just how their metabolism works. And so you're just giving your dog fatty liver disease. And that's why even though they're healthy and they look great, they die so early, you know, you have to love your dog enough to be like, Hey, you know what? You're getting, putting some weight on, let's cut back. Or uh, I say this to a lot of customers and it takes them to understand it, it's just fasting. You know, if your dog is overweight, give him a day off. Right. It, they're, you know, they're still animals. It will trigger his metabolism to burn that stuff off. It doesn't take much. But if you just continue to keep feeding him, A, if they get fat, their skin stretches out and all the wrinkles go away. And even if they lose that weight, they just have this big hard husk, you know, because it's all stretched out and it's gotten used to it. And then you're just giving them problems, you know. A big thing about valleys, especially ours I like, is, is they're not – you know, they're not the heaviest growers. Sometimes they look a little thin and you're like, hey, man, I can see the boxer in you. But then they're right back to putting on muscle. You know, they grow up, then they grow out, then they grow up, then they grow out. It's almost like a horse, you know, whereas like with a bulldog, they pretty much look like a little roly poly the whole time. Yeah, right. you know? but, but with ours, when you're done, I mean, our, our male, especially our champion, if you saw him, I mean, even next to an American bully, we go to one of the bully places around here and, you know. They hold their own. <laughs> right, right. What uh, what kind of food do you feed your dogs? Uh, do you do a raw or do you do kibble? Or we we just do a kibble. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I feed uh, unless it's a puppy or or a young dog. And I'm talking like three, like nine months, sometimes a year. But they only get fed once once a day in the evening. Mm-hmm. And so they take all, they rebuild all that energy, you know, they go to sleep and we have no issue and we have no issues with weight that way too. And I think that's a big thing. It's, it's a, it's one thing to, to want to love your dog, you know, but what, what does he need mm -hmm. in the, in the wild or whatever? He might get one meal a day if he's lucky, you know, it's not, you know, for them, it's all gorging, you know, binging and fasting. But, uh, we, we, we use a local Oklahoma made feed simply because we like supporting our, you know, our local products and it's a good way for us to get like i said a healthy preservative free dog food mm -hmm. um, one 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 that people uh, don't look at sometimes and it's hard to find 
is like a with, with Alta Biprox is like a hunting dog food, you know, or a high activity dog food. Uh-huh. Just because the you know the, the protein is good for the muscle development and whatnot, you know, and they're not necessarily always the highest in fat, you know, but mm-hmm. it, it really depends. I, I say don't look at what they call it. Look at what's inside it. Flip it over on the back. Like I said, that's why I just said, you know, here's your ingredients. Stay away from the corn. Stay away from byproducts. Stay away from anything that you can't pronounce, you know, if you can help it. Obviously, it's going to have some preservatives and stuff in it. But, I mean, I, it, and for us, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a numbers thing, yeah. you know. If you have a single dog, you know, a wet food, a frozen food, all that, it, it's whatever fits your desire level to care for your dog to us it's more important to do other things than to fix them fancy food yep. you know but but for some people that is you know and if that's important to them then that's important to us and, and, and you know that's why just just look at what you're feeding your dog like you would yourself you know if you feed a mcdonald's all the time <laughs> they're gonna get fat they're gonna be grumpy and they're not you know and they're gonna smell they're, horrible yeah, yeah if you give them something you know and it'll keep them healthy Absolutely. You gotta read the back of your ingredient list too. The first, the first product is what the food is mainly based out of. Yeah. So it should always be a uh, meat. Right. You know, pan, chicken, beef, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it should never be corn, cornmeal, or a or chicken byproduct. Uh, well, the breed standards are actually the same. Uh, the International Old English Bulldog Association, which obviously is the one that was started uh, for Old English Bulldogs, mm-hmm. which is which is another hybrid. If people don't know, some people think it's you know a regular breed. It, it's it originated with English Bulldog, mm-hmm. Bull Mastiff, and Pitbull Terrier. Yep. So, uh, but they, they have the same strict requirements, you know. Like I said, you pretty much have, you have you have to have AKC dogs at least three generations. All of ours met that, so for us it was a, a natural fit. Mm-hmm. They, they both share them and United Canine are like brother sister registries. United United Canine is like the greater one. It takes all the other breeds that mm-hmm. ours doesn't cover, right? Which covers a lot of the other ones too. You know the Bantam Bulldogs, the you know Blue Blue Rivers, and all, all. I can't even name them all. You know, there's a crazy amount but uh they both pretty much say that it should be 14 inches of the shoulder and that's honestly the hardest one to get mm-hmm. even our champion is a little over that because it, it, it just becomes too i mean he's only about an inch over but it just it becomes so compact right so, so height necessarily isn't the most important one to us but they should be square they can be big chested barrel chested whatever as long as their legs are straight mm-hmm. i mean they can be the biggest thickest legs on the planet uh they they uh they also allow dew claws that's something that we whoever we we cut off no matter what because to us it's just too much of a hindrance on somebody that's a pet mm-hmm. that, that just wants a pet and you know getting their toenails ripped off is no fun either you know, when, when they're two days old, I take those. When I do their tails, if they need it, if they need their tails done. Um, but yeah, they should be big and square and even. They should be flat backed. You know, you should be able to draw a line from their hips to their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Head size is the same. You want big heads. One thing we do, I think you've seen, and, and most people recognize too, is we keep longer noses. Right. A lot of it's but it's not required there are plenty of valley breeders that have smushed in faces just just like in english which to me entirely defeats the purpose mm-hmm. 
you know, part of what a boxer offers is a good look with better breathing passages. I mean, I have a girl, an F2 girl we're about to breed that I've kept. She has about the longest nose that we have, but she's just so big you can't even hardly tell. And she can run and play. And this is a, you know, huge, probably my heaviest girl I've ever made. And she can just run and play and they tear around and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the breed standard is essentially a big square bulldog. And, it, you know, the healthier that they, they fall to a lot of the bulldog stuff, like I said, you know. But. What is the uh, average size for a uh, weight for a male and a female? They they can vary a lot based off breeding just simply because, you know, we, some breeders like us start with little bulldogs. And even this guy we got, he's not a huge bulldog because mm -hmm. I, I think too much is a hindrance. Yeah. I don't want an. I mean, and that being said, I mean, we have a 70, let's uh, I'll explain that we have a 75 pound, huge American white female boxer that we got to breed. Mm -hmm. She ended up being sterile. I mean, this is just a, about as big a box as you can see. Mm -hmm. She is, she is at least four inches taller than that, than Jake and, you know, longer but he, but he still outweighs her, you know, by about ten pounds, easy, just because they're, they're still really compact. I mean, they're truly a bulldog. You're right. For their, for their, for their dimensions, I can't hardly pick up Jake, and I'm a two hundred eighty five pound, big, you know, six foot five guy. Mm -hmm. They're they they get. We 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 have this little term we call them as when especially when they, you know they have the right combination of thickness and everything is we call them a moose. You know, it doesn't really directly relate, but that's how we, you know. Yeah. Uh, <clears> oh, <throat> uh, a height is actually 15 to 18. Sorry, 14 is females a little smaller, but so yeah, we're, we're within two. I just, I was just looking up just to check. Right. And, and there, uh, there, essentially, there's no, there's no weight. You can't lose points for weight. Uh huh. You can't lose points for ears. Like ears, you can either get the sideways little sticking out ears, or from the boxers, you can get these nice big ears that lay down and cover their ear holes. Now, that's what we prefer. You get both, though. It's kind of like tails, you know. You can They can have a naturally curly tail. They can have a trimmed tail. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fall to points. And, and, and for us, it's we keep it both in the bloodlines, but it's not any, you know. What's important is that getting that, to us at least with the direction of American Valley Bulldogs, let's say, is there's definitely more of a bully push. Right. And the registry, but that's also what the registry says. I mean, it's mostly, I think it's just new. It's it's new. There's not a lot of people. I mean, we were the first ones to really start showing them. I think more people will once they realize that they can and that there, you know, if there actually are shows, it, it's hard to find, you know, these smaller registries putting on as many shows, especially as the big ones. But. Right. Are, are they still kind of popular in the East Coast of Canada? They are. Honestly, every time we have puppies, we get pretty much berated for not being able to bring puppies to Canada, but we're working on that. Because like I said, they know what's up there. And, the, and there, is a, there is a really good breeder in Nova Scotia, and I will mention her name because she's really good. Her name is Teresa Miner. Mm -hmm. And the only only reason we don't have any interaction with her is because she gets her mails from the same place I got one of my mails, so essentially we can't 
cross lines, so to speak. But uh, they up there, there's still a lot of the really light ones, though, too. The popular, you know, because people don't know better. That's the same thing about Valley Bulldogs. They'll see one in the paper and goes, oh, my God, that's so cool. And they won't think to look it up. You know, this guy probably has the first ones. That's so cool. And then we get a ton of second Valley. Like, I have a Valley that I bought locally, and now I want one of your Valleys. Right. You know, and that that's to us is, is the difference is, you know, are you just breeding Valleys to make Valleys, or are you breeding Valleys to make Valleys into something? Mm-hmm. And we're breeding to make a standard, to make Valleys that it's like, we actually have... Well, right now, currently, Jake is also the only dog we have and the only one we know of. He comes from the only registered Nova Scotia female in the United States. We got him in a trade. We bred. We had a girl and uh, another breeder who since passed away that we love. She was our other Oklahoma breeder. Her name was Linda Webb. And uh, she took a girl puppy from us and she actually didn't even have her puppies on the ground. And she's like, oh, you know, I promise you could pick up the litter. And then she's like, no, it's great. It's fine. You know, no problem. So she had these puppies. And, and, uh, but she's the one that Register got. Ava is her name. And, uh, she's the only Nova Scotia one, essentially. So Jake's mother is the only Nova Scotia registered female. She might be the only Nova Scotia female in the United States. Uh, let's put it that way. But yeah, and then we, so we end up just getting him in a trade and, you know, being friendly and, and she ended up passing away not long after and it broke everybody's heart, it, it, like accidentally even. She had a normal surgery and oh wow. so he was one of her last, yeah, and it really sucks, but, yeah. but especially when there's only three or four of you. So there's only about three or four breeders in the United States? No, there's more than that, but just just people I, that that we deal with that right. we think are doing, yeah, you know, important things as far as getting valleys, and, and we all have different ways of doing it. But what's nice is if you're you're smart and you understand how to balance things, you can use them all together, and you know that that's part of like uh, we're we're about to well when this male is a little older, we're gonna make. They'll essentially be ninety-two and a half percent. Okay. And it's mainly just to get a heavy boy, mm-hmm. because we're, we're trying to start another bloodline, is what it is, and, right. and we can't do it with anybody else's stuff. That's why I got an AKC because I have the female. Uh-huh. We have a female. We did another trade. Uh, the other friend of ours is out in North Carolina. Her name is Christina Hare. And she does double double back bread. That's how we got the eighty eight percent girl. Mm-hmm. But we're using her to make another bloodline because she's beautiful, and you know, I can only get so far when everything's related to each other. And essentially, not only is my stuff related to each other, pretty much everything that the big people are selling is related to each other. You know, so I had to step outside that box and go, all right, we have to, I have to make something new because. I, I can't just I can't just sell people ten litters of puppies from the same pair of parents. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any dogs that have had more than two litters right now, but we have one that has had three spread over like four years. But it's not what we're about. Yeah, even though they can handle it, I mean, they just pop babies out. Mm-hmm. Our, our 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 girls do. I mean, it's 
it's it would be easy to get caught up in that but that you know that's not what it's about like i said it, it's more about getting people because let's be honest people's interest is easy to misdirect when it comes to pets you know you got to give them something they love and adore and you know makes itself an important part of their family um, well and a lot of the other breeders uh, well people lately have been resulting that well the people want this mm-hmm. and i said well that that's that's fine but I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna change my view of what a valley valley bulldog should be right. now that being said there especially when you're making it you need those heavy ones mm-hmm. something i was trying to press on earlier and i forgot is if you just keep breeding like has it dilutes the heaviness just goes away and that's what happened with the nova scotia ones i believe because if you look it up it says it's supposed to be a stout dog mm-hmm. but that's absolutely not what people think of when they think of a Nova Scotia Valley. I mean, Nova Scotia Valleys usually have tails, too, because they're not allowed to clip. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's more like a bull boxer is what theirs looks like, which is an American bulldog. Right. After the boxer. But uh, you, you, need, you actually need those heavier dogs. That's why, you know, that's why I say it's all... Yeah, it'd be easy to complain that some of them are too heavy, but there's, you know, like me, there's people doing good things with heavy genetics, too, and that's... That's why we're trying the heavier one. Uh, I think it'll work good as a breeder. Like I said, it's not necessarily what I would want to be selling people as Perfect Valley, but mm-hmm. people don't always want the Perfect Valley. That's the thing is a lot of people just want a real healthy bulldog. Yeah. So you have people that want a valley, and then you just have people that want to, you know, they, they see the sum of the parts. Mm-hmm. You know, this car has all the options I want. It's the price I want. It gets the mileage I want, you know, it's got the cool rims, you know, because, you know, especially in culture nowadays, people want something that their friends see and they go, ooh, you know, what is that? Mm -hmm. That's something about a valley is no matter what what you go, where you do, 90% of the time, ours just get called English Bulldogs Mm -hmm. because people don't know better and because... The, like like it's, the way they're filled out it just makes you think that god that's a big old english bulldog because there's nothing else in your mind that triggers that thought when you see a valley mm-hmm. it's it's almost like the closest thing i would say build wise is like a really good rottweiler mm-hmm. but they're not nearly as tall you know and, and it's a bulldog versus that but just that big square you know how they're square yeah it's this you know the big you know th- that's how i think of it is like a just, just you know, the proportion of things minus the height. I don't know if that was a good no, way I, to put it or not. But. I, I get what you're saying for sure. <clears throat> now, I'm from the West Coast, too, originally. How do your dogs uh, handle the, the Midwest humid weather in the sun? And they're, they're the best you could get out of a bulldog. Mm-hmm. Like, most 90% of ours love water. They'll chase the hose. They'll jump in the water. They can swim, play. The heat, you know, if they got some shade, they could really handle it mm-hmm. as, as long as you want it. Not that that's what you want to do. You want to show some moderation just because they have real, a lot of them have really thick skin still. You know, it's hard to get all that heat through the thick skin. You know, small ears. That's why we go for the bigger ears and stuff. You know, bigger, just given them and the better breathing is, is a, you know, a, a big part of that. Right. But, you know, cause here in the, in being in Oklahoma, you know, it can go from straight ice freezing to, you know, 110 degrees in the summer. Yeah. So it, they, they handle it. They handle it amazingly well. And 
we, we really couldn't ask for, you know, to us, it's, it might not be the perfect dog, so to speak, but I, I'd have a hard time finding something finding better. Something better. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody trying to introduce a third breed, uh, to, to the dog? And is that, that's obviously a disqualifying. Yeah, we've thought about it, but I mean, it'd be hard to add something in that was going to keep the balance right. Right. It's, it's, it's the problem. Like, I've thought about like a bull mastiff or something, but that's just, then you got a hundred pound, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you're, you know, to me, by then you've lost the health benefits. Yep. You know, we've, we've had, we've had, now this isn't all of them, but I mean, you get sometimes 75 pound, 80 pound boys that are big and strong enough yet still athletic enough to jump over a privacy fence. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking like, Hey, guess what? I'm going over this fence. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Not climbing. Like <laughs> I'm big enough and fast enough to see. Yeah. But it's just a rare thing, but it's definitely the athleticism, you know, one thing we do too is, is laser pointers, man. Oh my god, that's like crack. You got to watch it, man, because they will fixate so bad. I mean, we got a couple where the parents overdid it, and like even if they see a reflection off a watch or something, you know, they're like, "Oh my god, there's a laser!" <laughs> so for twenty minutes, you're like, "Hey, there's no laser. Chill out," you know. But but when it's a rainy day, or you know, you just want to have some fun, it's fun to watch ten bulldogs chase a laser pointer around their yard. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you guys uh, uh, do any special training or any any uh, dog sports? Just, or? just just to be good ambassadors, we yeah. really don't have the time. Yeah. We thought about doing a lot of it, but we're going to school full time, trying to be veterinarians. But we'll see how that goes. Being being old, broken veterans, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I bet that's a long process. Eh? Yeah, don't don't mention it. We're trying not to think about it. You know, We're it's, one semester it's the last two weeks of school of the semester. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anybody out there that is uh, competing in, in uh, dog sports or protection sports? I with the valley. I don't know yet. We had one that did that. Their mama showed them doing some wakeboarding the other day, but you know, yeah. uh, just mostly they're they're you know a companion animal. Yeah. It's it's really something. You, we have some, I mean, honestly, for me, too, I would consider them, they're very good for therapy dogs. Right. If you just want something, you know, with you all the time, they're not huge, they can jump up in the car by themselves, you know, they're, they're smart enough and they listen well enough. That's a big thing I like about Valley versus English. Just in English, it's like, hey, knucklehead, <laughs> yes, you, yes, yes, you, Come, you know, and with the Valley, it's like, hey, don't make me say this again. And then they'll just go to what you said, you know, there's... There's that enough to make you be like, yeah, I love you. You're stubborn. But then when the play's done, you know, it's all right. I'm going to do what you say. And we, we actually try to – we have a, a friend, uh, Ron Miller. He, he uh, I, I wouldn't say he runs it, but he's, he runs like the board directors of a place called Therapeutics. Mm-hmm. And they do uh, service dogs. They train service dogs. And we were just trying to donate a – donate, you know – essentially one for a therapy dog but we kind of missed the mistimed it and didn't give him enough heads up but we're definitely going to do that in the future because that's important to us you know it's it's not it's not necessarily all about making money right. and i'll lead into this just because to me it's important you know people ask well don't you feel bad about making money it's like well 
nobody appreciates something that they don't have an investment in, whether it's financial or emotional or spiritual or whatever. Someone has to think about this hard enough to say, yes, I'm going to spend this much money and I'm going to take care of this guy. Not, oh, let's go get a free dog, you know. And then what happens when you don't like it? There's no investment. Then the dog ends up in the pounds. You know, we have only had trouble with the ones we've given away. Right. Every, you know, like I said, we know every customer. We know where their dogs are. We know what their dog's name is. You know, we know where they're located. We get as much information we possibly can about them because it's important to us. It's, it, you know, it's, we know what dogs are in our life. So we're invested in seeing that, you know, it become that thing in other people's lives too. Because that's what's important about a, a, a breed yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not just selling you something cool. It's easy to do that. Oh, yeah, man, look at that big, badass dog. All right, well, what are his inherent qualities? Mm-hmm. What's he going to be like in your house? You know, the stuff you're asking. People don't think about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, when when they call us, that's what comes out. This is why, you know, get on. We FaceTime everybody, video or, or messenger video. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- this is their parents. You know, we sold F3s. And not only we selling F3s, we still own their great-grandmother. Wow, you know we, we, that to us, that's the thing is, uh, you know, there there are dogs. It, even though we have a high amount of dogs, it's not a kennel. Nope, there are pets. <laughs> everybody gets out. Everybody gets time. Everybody gets loved on. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, for us, honestly, the one people don't think about too is having a pack of dogs is actually good for their mental state i think whether it's you know you take them to the park three times a week dog park and you know they see all their friends and get it that way or something you know mm-hmm. but a lot of my work once you get to the point where you actually have social structure you have males you have females you have daughters sons you know they take care of all that you know the the parents show the show the young dogs hey you know don't be a butthead if <laughs> they're biting and yeah. You know, they'll go over and just, you know, knock them over or bump them with their nose. And, yeah. you know, and, and that, that to me is, is a great thing to know what it's like to be a dog and not just a person's representation of a dog. Right. I, I, I'm not trying to get too deep here, but, you know, no, no, no one's your family. It's like a kid that comes from a social family yeah. where you got to do stuff and have fun and, you know, live a life versus a kid that just, you know. Watch TV all the time. <laughs> well, my my my. my, my we have dads and moms, but we also have aunties and grand, you know, yeah. grandmothers and granny dogs in our packs. We we have the entire hierarchy, and it it really does teach them, you know, it teaches them manners and respect. Yeah. And respect. Um, so then, when your dog looks at you, it's not just like, "Hey, you're the dog. You're the guy that feeds me." Yeah. It's, "Hey, you're the guy that feeds me," and my daddy looks up to you, and my mommy looks, you know, yeah. Yeah. really quickly becomes, "All right, you know, you tell them to do something," and it's like, "Oh, you got it," you know. Don't get mad at me like I saw you get mad at daddy. That's <laughs> all that yeah. you know. Not that you have to. The boys are the easiest, honestly. That's oh, that's the weirdest one about bulldogs too. Hi, bulldog. Sorry, one of our big one girls of our big jumped. girls jumped at me. <laughs> But yeah. to us, it's just it's just love. Uh, I uh, it's important to me to us. But 
it's something I'm invested in is giving something people something better but better for a reason not just because I'm telling you it's better you know here's why yeah here's why you'll like it you know here here's what we offer you you know you get a health guarantee you get a bulldog that's not going to snore you know that can go to ball games or go to the hardware store or just you know go to the medieval fair or a music festival and all that stuff and just you know get along be able to interact with other dogs and not cause any problems and, and have fun but still get that you know american i want to have a bully look because that's a lot of people like that you know we like our big heavy overbuilt american things you know and that but that's okay because it's healthy. I mean, it, it truly is. I would put it up against any any purebred dog because you're, you're getting double the genes. I mean, with, with AKC, you're closed off. There's no new gene introduction, you know. What you have is what you get, and that's why you run into problems. It's not that they're bad breedings. It's that you're getting these recessive genes that are popping up because somewhere down the road, you're breeding, you know, someone's grandbaby back to their dad because you don't know better. You know, or you're just looking up, well, who should I stud my dog as? You, oh, go to so-and-so. Well, that's fine, except for everybody's damn dogs are going to have the same dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you're going to go, oh, you know, I want to breed my dog. And you're going to go find something, you know, oh, well, this, well, then there you go. You know, it's, there's a lot more to think about than I would say most people want to invest in it. Yeah, it's not, it's not about just cranking out puppies. Use this for, and a lot of times they're not even valley bulldogs. Right. Like, a lot of people are just finding things that look like Valley Bulldogs and selling them. You know, we see it all the time, especially on Facebook, social media. You know, oh, this is my, like, oh, my God, that is not a Valley Bulldog. Like, you know, but I think that's, that's going to be – but people say – and that's, I think, where we're lucky is even the first crosses are cool dogs, and people like it, and they appreciate it because they like boxers. Uh-huh. You know, and, and, and they do like the Bulldogs. And, you know, unless you're sitting there comparing them side by side, you can actually see the differences. Most people don't recognize it or even care, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. It's only the people that are perfectionists like me. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and people always say, well, what's wrong with fawn puppies? It's like there's nothing wrong with fawn puppies. But when you see it next to a brindle puppy, people just want the brindle puppy. Right. Like what they do with cars, you know people lure themselves to buy you know what's flashy what catches their eye mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it but you know that's just, it's part of the game no absolutely. we love absolutely <clears throat> so uh talk about yeah the i asked this is a question i always ask just because it interests me more than sure. I, I don't care if what other people think but uh, what? How do you? What does your uh, housing or kennel setup look like? What do you? How do you house your dogs? Um, we uh, we keep them in the house. We think that having a kennel is not the way to go. Uh -huh. um, and we tried to have them in a room all to their own, like a bedroom with. A, and we use uh, the metal wire crates because we feel it's important for a dog to have his own home. Yeah, it's their den. It's their safe place. They eat in their rooms. You know, we call it their room. They Most of them go there and just go to sleep. You know, you don't have to even ask. You know, and it gives them their own personal space when you have a, a big, big group. Mm -hmm. But we, we have them just what used to be our dining room right next to our living room. And, mm -hmm. and we can see everybody and see if there's a problem, you know. And I, I can hear them from the bedroom. You know, every, a couple times a night I get woken up. You know, there's always... 
Always somebody. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we're down to one one puppy from that double litter. Because I will tell you, having seventeen puppies when you're going to school full time is tough. I bet. I bet. I can't imagine. I. It was crazy. But yeah. we made it through, and we got met a lot more great people. Awesome people. Yeah, we have and, the world's uh, best customers. So clients. Yeah. yeah, we had puppies go from South Florida to Boston to Michigan, to San Diego, Iowa, Ohio, yeah. South awesome. Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's important about us is we get a lot of, we get a lot of people that put forethought and planning into what they want right. versus What's quick and easy? We're not quick and easy to find. Unless you're already looking for a Valley Bulldog, you probably won't find us, unfortunately. But, you know, once you're there, you know, because it involves, you know, transportation. Like I said, if you're just looking for a quick fix, you're not going to end up getting a dog from us. No. So we, we appreciate that, you know, our customers think about it. And, you know, sometimes we talk to them and, oh, we can't make that work something changes you know just one of the last girls we had thought it wasn't gonna be able to work you know two days before we find someone that can deliver give them a call up figure stuff out and boom there you go we had our friend drive all the way to phoenix mm-hmm. from City. so we're gonna start shipping flying a lot more with like a nanny service i think there's some good nanny services we don't really trust any of the ground shipping we used to deliver for our first three years we delivered every single puppy ourselves it would be when we took a vacation, but the school made it too hard. Every weekend, I was we were delivering puppies and, and trying to study, and yeah, and then you know all during the week we were talking because you know we we love showing people everything. Right, our customers have seen our big dogs. I mean, most of them. That's the thing is they go, man, I've never seen you know bought a puppy and actually seen his parents before. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and we, we do that, and then we show grandparents and grandma yeah, yeah. even. And, yeah, we show the family, and so. And part of getting a Titan, when you get a Titan puppy, you also get us. Mm-hmm. So we have we have clients that bought that have a puppy from our very first litter that will call us once a week to go. You know, he got into something. What do I do? Yeah. You know, we. It, but if you have a problem, you you've got our number. And you've got our number for the rest of your dog's life or your life. If you're looking for another dog, we'll, we're more than happy to, to help pick out a puppy for you. What, on that note, what, what kind of questions do you ask a prospective buyer? What are some of the red flags and what are some of the things that the, the green, well, light, green lights you know, when you're talking to people? Well, like I said, usually by the time they get to us, we have a good, I mean, you have plenty of window shoppers, yeah. but I mean, First off, like, you know, we, we do like, we do a deposit. Did you already talk about yeah. Okay. So what, what we initially do is like, we don't, we don't pre-sell puppies. Right. We support the deposit. So, you know, when you're talking to somebody, usually by that point, what you do to get rid of the people that aren't thinking about it is that you tell them, and this is, this is because it only works this way is that it's a non-refundable deposit. Mm-hmm. You're reserving this puppy. This is how when he has to be paid off, mm-hmm. you know, by this time. And that right there is most people go, well, what if I decided I don't want it? Well, that's not my fault. You know, right. you're the one saying you want this puppy. If you're going to change, you know, 
and it's it's a reusable you know like uh every once in a while we get someone that pays like half you know and then they have something happen and, and you know and they have a medical situation or a family situation or just the life situation and they say you know i can't i, I won't be able to take this puppy well that money stays you know in their account so to speak mm-hmm. so that the next time they want a puppy they don't have to pay all over again but that that is a big one that gets rid of the bs you know and then also getting someone on the phone and you know that's why we facetime you know you show me your face i'll show you mine and we'll talk about dogs right instead of you just messaging me because you could be messaging me then looking stuff up on the internet then messaging me you know like you said but simply we price we price them the way we price them because like it gives you people who have thought about their purchase. Mm-hmm. Cause if you think the dog is the expensive part, that dog is not going to get taken care of. Like my wife said, the dog is not the expensive part, the vet bills, the food, you know, all that stuff is the expensive part the, or the couch you get destroyed, you know, whatever that that's the expensive part. And, and that, that really dictates why the pricing It's not the money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's what is someone thinking when they get this puppy? Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, every once in a while, like you said, you get somebody, but uh, we don't let the BS fly. I'm not, I'm not going to send, you know, you, we, we, we have it happen. You know, guys with plenty of money, blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, you know, I really don't like how you're looking at this. Well, I don't like how you're making stipulations. It's like, well, these are my dogs. Right. <laughs> I don't care that you have the money or, or you don't, you've never spent, so and so much amount of money on a dog before you're here talking to me like you know I, I but i'm no nonsense when it comes to that because i'm not going to send my puppies to anywhere like you said anywhere that i'm not getting a good vibe on i don't i don't need your money mm-hmm. right so the money is simply to ensure that that pet is getting a good life yeah you know we get we give them a whole gift bag full of stuff you know they get blankets that smell like us toys you know all that all that because it's important for us you know you're getting something you're not going to walmart and buying a dog right you know you're going to the valley bulldog store right what we do is valley bulldogs and as much as we love everything uh we know we know where our dogs are Mm-hmm. I, I probably couldn't name it all to you, and I could probably name first name eighty five percent of their owners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know we're if all not. I'm just confused it was somebody else's name yeah. because they're, <laughs> they're puppies that look just alike. There's a couple, just a couple through the. Right. You got to remember who has who, but I mean, like I said, it's us. It's really important, so I'm not going to compromise those values that I told you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing this even though there's enough dogs on this planet. Yes, there's enough dogs, but people are going to continue to need dogs and, and, dogs. and, and, and want dogs and, and giving them something that fits their needs so that they're not buying multiple dogs and searching for a dog endlessly, you know, is important to me and it's important to my wife and it's important to us and it's important to our customers, you know, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And what I like about like that we do look at for prospective clients though is um, their activity level. 
uh-huh. we we don't want to sell you a valuable dog if you want to run a marathon. Right. right. You know, you definitely got to ask the people what their enjoyment was. Because yeah. with the valley, you're going to get some athletic ones. You're going to get some more. You know, I just want to show out ones. And I mean, that's part, that's just part of getting to know your getting to know your customers yeah. and and you know getting them getting them what what they need and not necessarily just what they think they need. Right. Because the funny thing about valid customers, no matter what they say in the beginning, not all of them, but a lot of them, they go, well, I want the smartest one or I want the, the best one. You know, that, that that's really how they start, most of them. Mm-hmm. But of that, 95% of the people just go back to, well, I just want the heaviest one. Right. It's like, well, I can't tell which one's the heaviest one. Like, that's not how it works. They grow different, you know. Mm-hmm. I know, of, like, we have at least two or three different types of puppies, you know, because little ones open their eyes quicker and they get on their feet quicker. It's like a genetic, it's like the way that their ancestors handled it. It's almost like a more wild thing. But a lot of bulldogs, they have big, fat puppies, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like just huge, fat little toad puppies. <laughs> It also takes them like four or five days longer to open their eyes, and they're they're definitely not walking when those other ones are running around. You know, right. they're the ones that are standing up and falling on their keister right. over and over again, or tripping, and then the other ones are you know biting them and chewing on. Them. But it, it, it's it's all fun, you know. Trying 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 to help somebody get what what a lot of us have searched for. You know, like you, you're a dog person. It's hard to think you know what you want and then get something and then realize it's not quite what you want, you know? And not, not simply because you're being selfish, because you want, to, you want to meet your dog's needs and you want him to meet yours, right? Absolutely. And, and, and I guess that's, that, that's the goal. Is, 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 you know, you want a bulldog, I'm going to give you a bulldog, and not only is it a bulldog, you're going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be going to the vet, you're not going to have aggression issues, you're not going to have breathing issues, you know, you're, you're not going to be sitting here going, I love this dog, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I love this dog, I want another one, I'm going to get another one, you know. I would say probably three quarters of our customers are either waiting for the money to get another one or just waiting for for the right puppy, you know, just waiting for another one already because, I mean, people people that just got puppies that are, you know, four months old right now. They're already like, what are you having a new litter? That's awesome. Or or that my favorite is, well, you should have more litters. Like, I'm not having more litters. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not. I'm I'm not going to. Two, two to me is, a, I mean, we're going to probably end up having three this year because we double bred on the first one because it was Jake's first time and it was also Lana's first time. And those were our RF2s that mm-hmm. made the first F3, obviously. But we also bred Lana's mother because she is our our rock F1. Like, she she's, she's everything but too much skin. Like, mm-hmm. she's huge. I don't know how we got her as an F1, but... So that's how we end up having two. Normally, I just try to stick to one, you know, one twice a year. It's it's hard to line up the seasons right in Oklahoma. These last ones were winter babies because, like, you know how the dogs will skip one cycle? Yeah. Well, I had it off, and they both skipped the fall cycle. Wow. So we end up having winter babies. Ugh. Two litters of puppies in the winter in Oklahoma. And it, it was beautiful out all winter, like – like, yes, this is going to be a great winter to have puppies, babe. I told yes. you, yes. Mm. And then the puppies came, and it snowed, and ice storm oh, for 
for the next three months. It was like, oh my god, I shouldn't have said anything. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. But <laughs> so yeah, but we we uh, we try to keep it, you know, reasonable, manageable, and and, and keep that mindset that I'm, I'm doing this to actually help the dog situation. You know, let, let's let's not act like we're still just happy with what's out there. Right. AKC is great, but there's problems, and they're not fixing it. No, they're not. There's no genetic solution. There's nobody going, you know what? We need to make these dogs better. Mm-hmm. Instead of better, it's become, well, let's make our dogs pretty. And pretty's all in the eye of the holder. I mean, look at all these dogs, all these different breeds you have. You know, They can all cross, so they're obviously all from the same you know mm-hmm. ancestry. Mm-hmm. But you've got a Chihuahua to a Neapolitan Mastiff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they're all having the same problems. You know, you've got to find a way to keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. And, healthy. Healthy, healthy. and we just love them. Like I said, it's not just a, hey, here's a dog. Thanks for your money. You know, you know we, have a, we have our own Facebook page. We have our own Facebook group. Just because I, it's important for them to be able to access us, you know, and for us to see them, make sure everything's good, you know. And, and, and some of the breeding thing is, is, is some breeders are better than others. I mean, I have one that is so loud. Uh-huh. And that's a valley, but she's that heavy one, that, the backbred one. She's louder than our English. You know, so it's just so much about selective. Mm-hmm. You know, when, I, when we get this new English, I, I talk to this dude for three hours on the phone. And we called about 10 nine o'clock at night I mean, we talked to midnight and then went to meet him you know and I, ha- I had to sit there and look and look and look you know at three different boys after and, and we and it, it, it just given I mean I've known for probably a year that I that someone was gonna have to make a new bloodline right. and I tried before this to see if there's anybody else out there and there just isn't the only the only other big breeders are either not registering have dogs that can't be registered or or they're related right and i like what i have of my bloodlines i think jake is and the thing about jake is jake is a sweet kind combo i mean he's probably got 15 pounds on our alpha male mm-hmm. just but he's a baby man. He's just a big baby. He lo- comes up and he nose bumps you in the leg and he kind of backs up and looks at you. You know, this is like an 85 pound valley. <laughs> but he's not obese. He's just, man. he's a monster. I mean, and he was a little puppy too. I almost bought his brother because his brother was so big. You know, that's that's what's funny about valleys. Is people get caught up. Oh, well, I want to know which one's the biggest right now. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but still, like, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, most people, but but just as many go. I want what I want the one that you tell me I should want. Right, <laughs> so, right, yeah, yeah. And most people are always happy. It's a little stressful trying to you know keep people happy, but uh, I would say that the definitely one of the reasons I I do it the way I do too is you reduce the amount of what you I would call like a crop out. You know, mm-hmm. essentially, if you do a, any of them. Even like F1 to F1, you're going to get dogs that still don't look like a valley. Mm-hmm. Like they have so much bad stuff that you don't even really want to sell it. You know, early on, uh, 
we didn't we did better because we used the female English, you know. But you know, this last one I would I had they were all they were all within standards, and if anything, you had a couple that were just so much bigger that it, you know. Mm-hmm. We we had a boy this last time, and I had to, I had to give him to a friend because I didn't want him to breed him because he was so big and like he was like a Hulk puppy. Wow! Just I mean, yeah, five pounds bigger than his brothers and sisters when you weigh you know when they weigh eight pounds, wow. kind of thing. You know, just it's cool. That's why I'm excited about the future because and that's you know that's a that was like a fifty five percent. That was a. a an F2 to F1, you know, so like I said, I like to back breed, so right, mm-hmm. but he, uh, I mean Jake, Jake throws some beautiful puppies, and he really did Wyatt, I mean, Wyatt, Wyatt did great too but and the, the girls are getting better too you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for my future we got the new boy, and I've, I've been raising up some big girls, like so oh, there, there's these some thick valleys that are only like 60%, you know. I, I don't care for a crap load of skin either. Yeah. I don't like when they have so much skin that it's just bound up on their face uh-huh. and their eyelids are folded over. Like, that is one thing I try to stay away from. Yeah, and to me, wild. that's that's good for the long-term health, the heat, all that. Absolutely. I try to give them lots of skin, but lots in the sense that it gives them lots of character. Right. You know, not, it's a detriment. I can't mm-hmm. see, I can't breathe. Yep. Why did someone make me, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dog's not going to lead a happy life. You know, he's going to be pissed off. No, no, yeah. Because he's going to be sore and miserable all the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it, yeah, it, it's, it's a balance. Get, getting getting people's expectations of what a valley should be. And, you know, but in a way that they it still meets all their health and mm-hmm. In, in breed standards, but, uh, yeah, people, people seem to be going with a healthier English right now. I mean, that's, that's where a lot of people are going. I'm still going to keep it more valley-ish, but yeah, even, even I'm, you know, adding it when I can. So what was the, uh, the finer points of this uh, new English bulldog puppy that you got. What were the, what was the deciding? Factor? He's super athletic. Yeah. He's super athletic. Mm-hmm. He comes from a from a guy here in Oklahoma called Better Bread Bulldogs, mm-hmm. and uh, and he just he he, he kind of goes for what I'm going for the best he can. He 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 doesn't have you know the the multiple generations thing going, on, but he's real. He was really trying hard to select mm-hmm. good genes, good breathing. You know, a, a longer back so he can move and jump and mm-hmm. play, mm-hmm. and he and he's not humongously ginormous, you know. Because I just I don't see the point, you know. Yeah. Get a mastiff if you want something that big, right. then they're out there, yeah. or a cane corso, or you know. Yeah, yeah you're essentially just... building a you're building a freaking you know dachshund mastiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As funny as it sounds, like on him, one of the things is. For me, it's his head is too perfect. Right. Like, he he has the perfect... You saw the pictures of him, obviously. Yeah. The head shape to the muzzle width to the muzzle depth. That dog is just... He has the head of a god. Like, right. that. that's what Jake's like. Uh-huh. Wide between the eyes, but the head's wide enough to handle it. There's no wonky eyes. There's no nothing like that, you know. He's still got a good nose. He breathes, like I said, he is, I, I have had probably 10 valleys that breathe louder than him. Mm-hmm. 
I, I haven't I haven't heard him snort or snore at all once. So and demeanor wise, he's he's really cool, man. Just like even when I brought him home, he'll just follow you around. He's you know he's a little skittish. Like I said, I'm a really I'm a really big guy. So, um, but you know, and that that's the. goes back to what i was saying about with the boys is i know my boys my boys know me mm-hmm. you know we have an understanding i i know who they are and when i'm breeding them i'm not playing a game of chance with your puppy right you know people tell me all the time well just just get a stud like you'll know i'm like no i won't i'll know what that person told me about him mm-hmm. but people are full of crap when it may, especially on studs oh yeah he's you know, shits of vanilla ice cream with sprinkles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm calling BS. You know, I can see, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. And with him, it was just, I was patient. You know, uh, I wanted something different, uh, coat wise. Tricolor is a really cool, really dynamic coat. And I don't think anybody, at least registered, is doing tricolors. There's a couple people that have made a couple blues and stuff, but I mean, you're talking and yeah, I mean, they sell that thing. Like it's a registered, you know, purebred, mm-hmm. but the, the, so yeah, I mean, it was, if I was going to do something different, I was going to make it better. And this, mm-hmm. this was a bulldog. I felt to start a line with, right. uh, I, I noticed, especially, like I said, that you have to backbreed to keep, people's expectations of what a bulldog should be mm-hmm. and and by backbreeding i just mean like or start with backbred mm-hmm. like by the time i make an f3s both of my parents are from a backbred to a traditional mm-hmm. which puts them at about like 62 and a half percent that's why i say it's like two-thirds it's actually less but i mean i have that second f2 girl i kept she is bigger just, I mean, they are like clones to that 88%. She's 25% less bulldog. She's just as big. She's just as heavy. Same height, mm-hmm. same humongous frames, but she doesn't have one breathing problem. Nothing, no sound, nothing. Just as big, just as healthy, long nose. Whereas the other one sounds like, you know, a train getting in an accident. Mm-hmm. You get her playing. I mean, she can play. She's healthy. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't really inhibit her to the point, but man, she sounds like she's dying. Right. <laughs> Just gasping and snorting and, you know, flinging drool everywhere. And it's great. But, but she, I mean, she, she, she's an amazing girl. The, bre- the breathing I can fix. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. The, the future is uh, hopefully getting better. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to do my part, but it's going to take some more some more people out there that are trying to do things the right way. Which thank you guys for your time. I I enjoyed the conversation and uh, love your I love your dogs. So oh, just let us know when you want one. We're glad to help. All right, I will. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.